The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Did you say Louisville? Louisville. I heard you say it correctly. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here Checking out the series Do appreciate it Uh, I do hope you hit the subscribe button while you're here I put out three new interviews every single week That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists And discover some new ones as well At iTunes and Apple Podcasts Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR YouTube for the video versions Or anywhere you get your podcasts from I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Christina Perry. We're going to be talking about her latest single. It's called Evergone and the heartbreaking journey uh, to writing after the process of grief and healing after her daughter was stillborn just in uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago. Uh, the Jar of Hearts singer-songwriter going to be discussing the importance of talking about her experience, normalizing mental health discussions, and how she found her path back to making music. Now, Christina also tells us about uh, the importance of Taylor Swift's Folklore and Evermore that had on her during this time, uh, covering The Little Mermaid's Kiss the Girl. I think that was just like a TikTok thing. And her absolute love of the Twilight series. You'll remember she famously penned her now billion streaming song, A Thousand Years, for that series. So we're going to talk about that at least a little bit as well. But let's get into it and discuss Evergone. It's Kyle Meredith with Christina Perry. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Hi. You are back with a brand new single. Yes. An absolutely beautiful new single. Oh, thank you. That I know doesn't come from the most beautiful, happiest of places. But but what you've done here, and we're talking about this song called Evergone. Hope you don't mind just me starting with the broad question, but what was the journey to this song? Sure. You know, it's actually interesting and unique for me um, as far as other singles and other songs that, I, that I've put out in the world. I, um, I was actually finished my third album. Um, I recorded it in, during the pandemic and uh, I didn't have Ever Gone yet. And uh, I was pregnant um, while I was recording my whole album. I actually flew my producer, Jen DeSilvio, to New Jersey, where I was living. She lived in my garage. We made the whole album, like, you know, very safely um, quarantined in a little bubble. You know, it was an experience. But at the time, I was pregnant. And so that uh, I ended up losing my daughter. Uh, so after we'd finished the album and then before we had uh, written Evergone. And I remember thinking like, you know, I was in so much grief, like maybe I don't even put out this album. Like, you know, I really just didn't see what the future was going to be. Uh, when you're grieving that hard, I, I feel like that's the one thing you can't picture is the future. And they do say that when you start to envision, you know, a future self that you're really coming, you know, into a healing place. And so for me, I remember, you know, I didn't even think about the album for a while. And then uh, my A&R guy at Atlantic Records, Pete Gambard, who's been my A&R guy for 11 years, he, uh, he came to me with a piece of this song. And he was like, I heard this. And he's never done that my whole career. So I've never kind of brought in a piece from, you know, a writer I didn't know. Normally I create a song in the moment, in the room, every single time. So... He came to me very delicately as only he could. And he was like, I heard, a, you know, this, this piece of, of this song and I, I feel something and I had to send it to you. He's like, I've never done this before, but I'm just sending this to you because it meant something to me. And it's like, you know, could be something if you finish it, you know, if you um, work on it, if you're inspired to. And I was like, you know what? I totally am. Like, I, I realized in that moment that I couldn't move forward with my album if I didn't include this experience and it needed to be the first thing I sing about do you know what I mean to feel authentic I couldn't just skip over it obviously and also it made me feel okay if I if I you know bring everyone along with me with the healing and, and everything it felt like oh I can do this I can I can heal and work at the same time if I'm honoring my daughter Rosie so Honestly, I took the piece from, from Pete and I took it to Jen DeSilvio, my executive producer on the whole album, and her and I finished writing the song. And, uh, and that's how Evergone was born. Honestly, that was the, like I said, the first time I've ever done that, but it was so uh, meant to be, I think, because it was the thing that brought me to a place where I felt ready. And then also it felt um, appropriate and like exactly how, you know, how I wanted to come back, which is like, hey, let's, 
let's sing about the the hardest stuff you could possibly think of. Like, that's just, that's my lane. You know, it's like, are we crying? Okay, I'm doing this right, you know? So Evergone really has, you know, it has a unique story, but I, um, it really came from a place of, uh, you know, helping me. It helped me get through my grief in the sense where I was now ready again to, to write and sing and perform and, uh, and also feel like I'm, you know, bringing everyone along in the, the truth. And, and you've talked about normalizing uh, in, in the past few months, in the past year as well, especially coming, coming off of the, the lullabies record that you just put out, which I think was some of the most important things that you could say, uh, normalizing grief, normalizing loss, talking about mental health. Uh, when you've got a song that becomes this personal to put that out there, yeah. What was the process there of, of then saying, okay, this is out there and this is going to be the conversation at this point? You know, it's interesting. I thought before it all started happening that it would be difficult to get to a place to be ready to do that. But what I found being here now, it's actually easier to talk about it than to not talk about it. So I remember there was a moment where I said to my team, no one pressured me. No one was like, you know, hurry up, let's go. Everyone's just checking in all the time. And I said, you know, I'm going to feel like I'm ready when it feels okay to talk about it and okay not to talk about it. Because there was just this very weird limbo land I was living in for a while where, you know, it's such a heavy, sad experience that some people don't even look me in the eye. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, this is like, and so I'd be like, okay, I'm, it's, I'm not ready, you know, because if that makes me feel like, oh gosh, you know, like I'm not, but like all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm totally ready. I, I've processed this. I've worked through it. I've done so much inner work and work with my family and all these things. And I feel okay. I genuinely feel okay enough to now open up about it. And it actually feels more natural than I ever thought it would. Like I thought I was going to have to like prepare myself before every interview or, you know, think about what I should say, or like, try not to be super affected or, you know, who knows, like just protecting myself. And it turns out that time I talk about it, it's more and more healing. It, it's, it's more of the, like, uh, the medicine that I need to keep moving forward with my life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and I want to compliment you too, just again, how beautifully it's laid out and not just your music's beautiful and your vocals are always gorgeous, but, but the, even the lyrics, I mean, there is a part here where I think when you said, I learned to live with a heartache, like there is so much packed in to a line like that. And, and, and to get really specific, you know, into the song right here. I mean, when you were writing, did you think about how you wanted to tell this story, how you wanted to put the message out there uh, within the actual words? Yes. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I didn't think too much like, okay, what, you know, I didn't have to think about other people's experience because I realized that by having my, my own experience and by being as honest and vulnerable as I can with mine, that I would actually be the most relatable to others. Right. So if I just like kept it simple and just said exactly how it felt. Like I remember writing the line about like, I heard someone say your name today, you know, like when we lose someone that we love and like their name forever just hits different. We just like feel it every day. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I never realized how powerful that would be when I named 
my daughter Rosie, I didn't realize how often people say Rose, you know what I mean? And then I also realized how beautiful that is. Like to me, it doesn't hurt when I hear it. It, it just like feels, you know, it's, it's oddly comforting. And so like, that's a thing I never heard about in a song. Do you know what I mean? I was like, so I wasn't trying to be unique. I just was like, so in it, I was so in that moment when we were writing it, I was still grieving. I was, I was still in, in the pain, which honestly is the best fucking part about songwriting. Like, that's it. Like when you're in it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you've already healed from it, it's probably not, you know, going to be as deep as it could be because when it still hurts, like that's, that's the sweet spot, you know? And so it really was still, um, I was still figuring it out. And so while we were writing it, I remember, you know, it was like, it's really hard, honestly. And every line hurt, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, that that's the one, you know, it's gotta just like, you know, it's gotta, you gotta feel it, you know, because honestly, I think to myself sometimes, because I have a four-year-old, um, and I love being a mom and like, you know, it was, it was an interesting choice for me to come do another album. I mean, I had, I toured the whole world. I did everything I ever wanted to do. I had the most fun decade ever. And then I wanted to make a family and focus on family for a while. And then it's so interesting that while I was doing that, I started writing about becoming a mother and writing about, you know, going through loss and writing about the things that, and marriage and how weird it is. Like all this stuff, like, you know, I thought like, oh, I'm going to do family now because like, you know, I have to choose. And then it's like, oh shit, I'm a songwriter. I'm going to write about all the stuff I'm going through anyway. So it ended up feeling like, I really needed to put this music out. I, I like really, and I've been working on it for years, I, truly. And so it feels really satisfying to finally be giving it to people. But also it feels really good that like, like I said, I'm not skipping anything. I'm just like, this is all the shit that happened. This is like, you know, again, it's healing me, you know? And, uh, and I hope, I hope it reaches others and it helps others and stuff. You know, that's the cool part about my job, but it really is, um, you know, it's what's helping me get through my life. And and as I understand the other side, you know, you have the songwriting, but you also have the music you're listening to and how we lean into certain sounds uh, at certain times of our life. Um, how important was Taylor Swift at this moment for you? Oh, dude, honestly, it's so funny you say that. I um, I could only listen to her when I was in my deepest, saddest, season um you know it's almost like I feel so selfish that like she did those records for me like because I mean I love Taylor Swift but it was never like my she was never my go-to listen to all the time every day and uh and then when she put out uh folklore I was like like she it was like I really felt like it was for me uh, I'm not gonna lie like I need to meet her and thank her for that because I feel like she was like somehow knew I needed that. And, uh, and I sat and I did Legos. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I sat and put together a bunch of Legos and listened to her music over and over and over again while I was healing. And, um, yeah, I'm going to say that's got a big influence, but at the same time, like I've always been melancholy and dark and, you know, and like, so it inspired me to, to keep going down the lane I've always loved, you know, and, and it also made me feel like I don't need to make happy music for people. Like I've always felt like, oh, my music's a little too blue. Like, let me throw in a joyful one for everyone, you know? And then like, I kind of don't feel like I need to do that anymore. She, she gave permission almost for, you know, a, a nice melancholy album, which is my favorite. So 
yeah, there's yeah th- those two albums are incredible. Just both of them, like it's the same thing. We just wore them out, you know, in the over those seasons over here. It's yeah, perfect. They're just perfect. Yeah, and and on that uh, sort of sort of subject, I mean, leaning into the songs you like. By the way, I, I would like to thank you for turning me onto something because I was looking at your Woman's Day playlist that you did recently. Oh yeah, and Cleo Soul, I had not heard, and that oh, and to have by the way to have an album called Mother. Right now, as we're talking about this, I don't know if that was part of you leaning into it too, but you know, that's and and by the in Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, Eva, Randy Carlisle, Casey Musgrave, Sarah McLaughlin. I'm telling this on the camera so everybody else goes and checks out this playlist. It's really good, right? I mean, I was pretty impressed with myself because now I've been listening to it. I was, you know, everyone wanted me to make the playlist and then. I crushed it. I love all these girls. I, I like really am not sick of it yet. I keep playing it in the car. I The Cleo Soul album, my friend Ian Fitchick posted about it. That's how I found her. But like how appropriate in my life, like that whole album, by the way, like I picked my favorite song, but that whole album is worth listening to in its entirety. And uh, it's just gorgeous. No, I, I appreciate that. Thanks. Because now that's probably going to be the playlist around here for a while. So it's cool. uh, I appreciate it. My wife appreciates it. We both thank you. Awesome. <laughs> so, so here you're working on the music and you talked about this. I mean, the, the last record before this, I think was 2014. And, and you say you've been working on this for obviously years now. I think the first time you started talking about the new record was in 2016. Yeah. I know how things change, how things have obviously changed over the years, but, but for the journey of the new music, like, where did you want to take it musically? Uh, was it was it that thought out? Uh, again, knowing that you've got your hallmarks that we've already been talking about. Sure, sure. Um, you know what's interesting? I I'm not sure exactly the date. I want to say it was twenty in 2019 when I wrote a song with Luke Sital Singh, who's an artist. Um, and it's funny cause I was just like his biggest fan and then somehow became his friend cause he moved to LA and then he was like, do you want to write a song? And I was like, selfishly, yes. I just want to sit and listen to you sing all day. Like, I don't think he knew what, how big a fan I was. And like, I was so nervous. I was going to like show up and just like be so awkward and weird. And he's so British and like the opposite of my energy. And so I was like, this is either going to be the worst song or like, who knows, maybe wonderful. And what ended up happening, I don't want to give it away because I have yet to, to reveal all the names and things, but the song that he and I wrote became the sort of the title track of the whole album and the theme of the whole album. And sonically I figured it out so it took me from 2016 I probably wrote 30 40 songs over that time I also was pregnant with Carmela I had Carmel like I was taking my time but it wasn't until 2019 when I started another season of writing that I wrote with Luke and then I was like oh this is it so around that time is when I figured it out and truly it was like melancholy and kind of vibey and 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 it just kind of came to me and then I realized what it was I was going to make. And I know everybody's different how they put together their, their art, but like I kind of wanted a title and a, and, a, and a, what's the word I'm looking for? A destination, do you know what I mean? I wanted like, okay, this is what it's gonna be. And then it helped me pick the songs that fit because I'd written so many. So then I was like, oh, this song was cool that I wrote in 2015, but it doesn't work with the theme. Do you know what I mean? So it really kind of, set me on the path. And then from 2019 to 2020, when we recorded it, you know, I, um, I knew exactly what I was making. So I'm really excited to like 
let everyone see the rest of the puzzle because it's like you know it's a it's a theme and I should point out too, uh, not just the lullaby records, the two lullaby records that came out over the past couple of years uh, and this beautiful song Ever Gone, but um, let's not forget that you did a version of Kiss the Girl from the Little Mermaid online as well, <laughs> yeah. which is one of the greatest all-time Disney tracks right there. And I know being yeah. a mom, maybe like for me, I'm a dad, but mine's 14 now. My, my son is 14, but I remember the time where I just got to, I had a good excuse to relive all the classics Oh, yeah. Again, you know. You know what's funny? I've been deemed a Disney adult, apparently. That's there's a term for me now, like on TikTok. And uh, and I've never been more proud. I mean, I do listen to Disney hits on Sirius XM, like when I'm driving in the car. And I'm just like, that's that's actually why I made the cover of Kiss the Girl, because I heard it and I was like, oh, I'm like, this would be really cool, like just broken down. And you know, like you just I just had a, the thought, like I should learn that. And um but yeah, that's like the truth is that I'm in the car. I mean, they're listening to like my really cool women, you know, playlist or Disney music. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> um, I'll wrap up with this. Um, I, I also saw the video online. Uh, I just thought the congratulations, a billion streams of a thousand year, well, of everything. But, you know, I know a thousand years has been getting its own mileage out of that. And yeah, unreal. I mean, a billion, a billion. That's crazy. I know. I know. I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. There's a there's an adorable video everybody should check out. Uh, you and your daughter, and uh, and uh, hopefully you didn't eat off of the plate. Uh, use the 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 plaque as a plate, but maybe. She's so smart. She's so smart. She's like, oh, cool, a plate. Like <laughs> you know. <laughs> I did hang up. I hung it up on the wall, so she knows now that it's not actually a plate. Uh, the obvious question here, I know you are actually a big Twilight fan or, or have been in the past. My wife is a huge, it's like soul food around here. You know, it's either going to be Harry Potter or a Twilight if it's just a rainy day for her. Oh, um, love if her. It, yeah. If Midnight Sun ever becomes a thing, uh, are you, are you in on this? I mean, you know, of course, like, you know, that's, I like bleed the Twihards. Like I, I am their person. <laughs> I am their representative. <laughs> I heard there's going to be a lot more. I mean, we got Midnight Sun, but I guess that's what's the maybe is going to be the anthology sort of series yeah, from now on. Sure. I love it all. Honestly, and I'm so grateful for it. It was such a vehicle for me and like changed my life completely that I will be grateful for it forever. And also, I will never pretend that I'm cooler than I am. And always remember, I had the four book covers framed on my wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't even say anything about that because this is all the posters from my high school wall that I just resurrected one day to fill out a basement. So there I go. get it. Gotta be yeah. you, you know, you gotta stay true. I get it. Um, I love the new single, Ever Gone. It's so gorgeous. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this today. This has been, this has been great. Thank you so much. And send my love to your wife. My thanks to Christina Perry. The new single is called Evergone. And thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Before you get out of here, hit that subscribe button. Again, three interviews every single week to keep up with your favorite artists. Discover some new ones. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's right to a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots, mostly on Twitter, but occasionally on uh, Facebook and Instagram. All three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. Have a great rest of your day. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.